This is Courage Cast. Faith, inspiration, and motivation for today. Well, hey everyone, this is Eric Nordoff, and you're listening to the Courage Cast. Today we are moving into chapter five of Your Prosperous Mind by author Aaron Anastasi. And the title of the chapter is called Mind Shift. He starts off with this quote, which I really love, by Albert Einstein. Problems cannot be solved by the same level of thinking that created them. You know, there are several different ways to look at the same thing. He starts off with this premise that there are several different ways that to look at the same thing. You've got to be able to agree with that, that there's not just one way of looking at things. And how I choose to see something radically affects my mood, my level of fear, my motivation to move toward the goals that are important to me. And it could be anything. How you choose to see something radically affects everything in your life. Whatever it is that you're doing. So he talks about how he uh, used to wake up with, and maybe still does, wake up with this debilitating fear. Um, this, these thoughts that foster judgments of him judgments of himself, suspicion of others, fears about money, and just things that would, thoughts that would lead to despair and hopelessness. Have you ever had a morning like that? I can relate to that more often than not. Just waking up with fear or sadness or anger, um, whatever it is, it's going to foster a lot of negative self-talk and suspicion of others. Um, you know, your fears get, get conjured up and, uh, you know, the mind is a powerful thing. It, it, we see it, we saw it just happen last week in our culture. Um, some more people have committed suicide and where did that, what's that rooted in? Where did that start? probably started with, you know, not forgiving yourself for something you did in the past, um, or something that happened to you that you just couldn't let go of that led to negative thoughts that led to judgments of self or maybe anger or sad, such deep sadness, hopelessness, etc. Our thoughts are so important. Our thoughts are so vital to our future. So he talks about how it affected his morning and if, if he let those things foster and persist that it would sometimes affect his entire day and then a day would turn to a week and then to a month and eventually his entire life can be determined by those thoughts and that's what we're talking about. Unless we choose to intervene and that's really important. We've got to intervene. We've got to be aware of our thoughts. 
You know, this kind of negative future is possible for anyone. It all comes down to perspective. It comes down to how things are occurring to you and me and how we are occurring to ourselves. What's our perspective? And he talks about the key to this being language, words, the conversations we're having with ourselves, the conversations that we're having while we're having a conversation with someone else. He talks about the example of, you know, what it's like. Have you ever noticed that you have, when you're having another, when you're having a conversation with someone that an entirely different conversation is going on in your head when you're talking with that person. And then he talks about that there's actually a third conversation going on. There's actually three conversations going on. There's the, the, the physical conversation, the outward conversation that can be seen by others and by the other person. Then there's the conversation about that conversation that's going on. You know, like, you know, what does that person think of me? And, uh, you know, what do I think of them? What do, what do I think is going on while we're talking? And then deeper than that, there's the conversation that I have about myself. You know, what, what my fears are, what my worries are, how those enter into the dialogue and the conversation and the language that I'm using. And it's the approach. It's the deeper conversation. It's, uh, it's pretty, pretty amazing when you think about all the different conversations that are going on, the depth of the conversations that are going on. And this is where limiting thoughts come in. Like the deeper conversation is the limiting thoughts. These are the things that maybe you tell yourself you're stupid. Just be honest, okay? You tell yourself you're stupid, you're too old, or you're never going to, you're never going to gain mastery over this, so just give up. No one cares about me. There's something wrong about me. I always fail. Or, you know, it, 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 it can, just, can just be all about fear or despair or life is hard. These are some of the negative thoughts, okay, that can be going on. These, you know, our thoughts come from a series of conversations and stories that I'm choosing to believe, is what he says in the book. Thoughts come from a series of conversations and stories that I'm choosing to believe. They repeat in our minds so much that they distort our perception of reality. If we don't intervene, if we don't break it, if we don't snap out of it, they're just going to, if they just go on autopilot, they're just going to repeat in our mind over and over again for years and years and years until they distort our perception of reality. And so it's time to gain that back. It's time to gain, it's time to gain that reality back so that you can create a different future. So he talks about that here. He says, our thoughts have the ability to shape our feelings our actions, and ultimately our entire life. And then he, he turns it here and he says, we're not victims. The good news is we are no longer victims. We can 
alter the ways that our thoughts occur to us and our perceptions occur to us. We can alter the ways that we perceive and process our thoughts. And that's the good news. By the way, this is going to go a little bit longer than 10 minutes today, I have a feeling. So then he got dives into future-based language. He talks about how vital commitments, declarations, stated goals, and vision are to transforming our future performance and actions. Because things depend on how things occur to us, we can motivate ourselves to do just about anything. We really can. Then he talks about this this example of how you can alter the way that you decide to move into something by the example of going to a party, going to a cocktail party or some kind of event. And if you're naturally an internal processor and you're, you're naturally an eye on the personality scale, um, the Myers-Briggs personality test, and you're an introvert, well, there's probably a lot of internal chaos for you going into a room, a big room like that. People are, people are going to notice you, the way you talk and the way you carry yourself and the way you go into a room like that. It almost creates the reaction we're afraid of because we already walk into the room like that. People notice how you respond. People notice how you are and they will, they will perceive you as being maybe anything from the scale of being shy to being conceited to being rude because you're just not talking you're not interacting with them now what if you decided to come into that situation with a specific commitment or goal or vision for how you were going to show up it's just a decision that you're going to make even though Maybe in your natural automatic way, you're going to be internally processing. You're going to be an introvert. Okay. But what if you decided to be different, to show up differently, to maybe serve others, to have an attitude of giving, maybe focusing your shift, shifting your focus to the, to the other person that you're talking to, how different of a result are you going to have? People are going to perceive you differently. People are going to respond to you differently. And you're going to create the result that you want that's more resourceful for you. Do you want a result of people shying away from you and not wanting to talk to you? Or do you want a result of people saying, wow, what a, what a giving person. You know, I, I like that person. I want to be around that person that's going to be more resourceful for you. You're going to gain friendships and relationships. And um, even though that's difficult for you, it'll become easier and easier the more you practice this vision and what are you committed to and, and practicing how you're going to show up in that situation, for example. And he proposes how fun it would be if we could live into a creative future, a created future, living into a creative future, one that we cultivate intentionally. He says, 
you know, I like this. Um, it's all made up anyway. So why not have some fun with it? Develop the way of being that serves us the most. Now, of course, we have our certain personalities. We have our certain ways of being that are automatic. But you creative people, why not create a way of being that serves us the best, serves us the most? Automatic responses are made up too. These are the limiting voices. These are the automatic limiting voices that come into our head. They aren't necessarily true, but they seem true in our minds. What feels like reality becomes the reality we create for ourselves. Since we act based on our perceptions, our results are largely based on our perceived reality. This applies to any area of your life. It's about taking small shifts, he says. We live into the future we see coming to us. Guys, I want you to think about this. This is a very interesting perspective and something that can really be an effective tool for you. We need to create a clear vision and commitment and live into that rather than living into the negative thoughts that plague the mind if left alone. Sorry, I can't read my notes here very well, (laughs) but it's true. We need to create a clear vision and commitment and live into that rather than living into the negative thoughts that plague the mind if left alone. Friends, this is, this is getting, this is getting into your personal space. I understand that there's, there's probably even some defensiveness coming up in you as you listen to this, but wait a minute. No, no, no. You know, there's, there's all kinds of, um, maybe an argument that you might want to have. Um, that's okay. Let those, let those rise up, test all of this stuff. See if it's true for you. See if it's true. See if it's something that can actually help you break out of whatever situation or rut or uh, issue that you find yourself having that keeps coming up for you. Possibly, could it possibly be in your mind? Could it possibly be a shift in your perspective? Now he goes back to his morning of fearful thoughts. And I think this is where the Courage Cast what the Courage Cast is all about. And this is one of the reasons I'm excited about this chapter. He had this passive default way of thinking in the mornings. And so what he decided to do with this fear that would turn into a more from a morning to a day, to a week, into a month. And we've all had them where it just seems like what happened to the month? What happened to this week? My mind has been racing. My mind has been going. I've been on autopilot. What happened to this week? What if you took, today's a Sunday for me. What if, what if I took today to start off the week, which I am going to after I'm finished with this. What if I took today to start off the day differently? What if I got busy making commitments? What if you got busy making commitments writing down a vision of how you are going to show up today. Writing down a vision of what you're committed to today. Declare it and decide 
That's how you're going to be today. Walk through your day just with the adventure of living differently. Surrendering that to God. Surrendering your ways to God. Knowing that these things are not helpful for me. These things are not fruitful for me. Recognizing and realizing how much God loves you. How much he desires to have a relationship with you. How much you are cared for and loved and valued and appreciated. What if you walked into that, your day like that? Full of his love, knowing that you are a child, his child. How much differently would you walk into a day just declaring that and realizing that? And then get more specific about situations that you're fearful of or issues that you're fearful of. So he talks about how he confronts all of these thoughts first thing in the morning and it really helps break him out of the rut that he was in. Filling your mind with thoughts that are more resourceful for you. It could be quotes. Quotes that are resourceful. Begin to collect inspirational quotes. Things that mean something to you. Put them in a in a notebook, in your journal. If you are an electronic geek, put them in your Evernote. That's what I do. I put, put my anything that comes my way into an Evernote file, folder, and then I look at it. So put quotes in there that are meaningful to you, scripture that are, that are meaningful to you, things that are going to inspire and encourage you. Listen to the podcast. Write an I am thankful for list. Begin to be thankful Maybe for you, it's silence, sitting in silence. I learned the value of that in April this year. Two days of silence I took in the process of being silent and meditating and, and just praying, getting, getting still. It takes practice, prayer. Take time to forgive yourself. As those thoughts come up, be free to think about those thoughts and forgive yourself, forgive, it, forgive that other person. Speak forgiving words, speak thankful words. And if there are pervasive thoughts, this is uh, something that he does. I love this. If you're having those pervasive thoughts, if they just keep coming up and they won't go away, and that's going to happen, interrogate them. Ask those thoughts questions. He interrogates them. He's like a detective interrogating those people. And then question it, questioning it to see if it's really true. Is it realistic? Is it realistic? Or is it a distorted sense of reality? Begin to judge it after you question it. Ask questions of yourself like, who would I be if I didn't believe the thought? He says, how differently would I behave or show up if I didn't believe this. If I'm free, I realize it's the belief that's holding me captive, not my circumstances. You've got to find concrete evidence that contradicts that limiting voice. When you make a radical inquiry of that thought, and this takes time, so you've got to take time Set time aside. It's very important. It's most important. When you make a radical inquiry like this, it diminishes debilitating thoughts. 
And that's what you want. You want to diminish those thoughts and you want to replace them. The more we question, the more truth we live in, that truth, right? The more power we have to serve others and get what we want in life. This is a quote from the book. The more we question, the more truth we live in. And with more truth, the more power we have to serve others and then achieve what it is that we desire. We solve problems by gaining power over the situation. We have the power to overcome our limiting thoughts. And that comes because God made us to do it. All right? This is not about serving yourself more. Okay, this is about loving yourself more. This is about loving yourself the way God wanted you to love yourself. Okay? We beat ourselves up. In this culture today, we are so hard on ourselves. We are so hard on ourselves. And it comes from these limiting voices and these voices that are not serving us, these thoughts that are not serving us. And God calls us to question question our hearts. The scripture I told you, as I'm going through this book, I'm going through this journal that has quotes on the bottom of it. And this in the scripture is just so perfect for today. Psalm 139 verses 23 to 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Is that not a beautiful thing? It serves us in such a wonderful way. God loves us in so many ways. I got to read it again. Psalm 139, 23 to 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts. Surrender your thoughts to him. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. This is the path of everlasting life. God is going to point out those thoughts that offend him. Do you know how offended he must be when we have thoughts that say you're that I'm stupid? I'm too old. I'm never going to get any mastery over this. No one cares about me. There's something wrong with me. I always fail. Fear, despair. Search me, O oh God. Test me and know my thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. That is what we just discussed today. His everlasting life is right here for us. Love ourselves enough, love yourself enough to take the time to stop those thoughts and begin to embrace the thoughts that he has towards you. They are prosperous thoughts and you have the ability to think prosperous thoughts things that will gain everlasting life. Thank you, Lord, for today. 
I thank you guys for listening to this 24-minute episode. Um, I apologize, but I'm not. I'm sorry, not sorry. All right. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful day. And I look forward to being back with you again on the next episode of CourageCast. Cast.